0: Somebody lift up your hands in this house. All across this building, lift up your voice and magnify him. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Come on, somebody feel after the Holy Ghost here today.
1: ghost in this house. Somebody magnify him.
0: God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. Somebody clap your hands all across the building. Come on, let's magnify him here today. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your bibles we're going to be turning open to the book of exodus chapter 17 beginning in verse number eight exodus chapter 17 and verse number eight amen what a wonderful atmosphere in the house of the lord here today nothing like coming into the house of god and just feeling his presence from the moment you walk in the door amen praise god exodus chapter 17 and verse Number eight, I want to do my best to be a blessing to somebody here today. The Bible says in verse number eight, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and fought with Amalek, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass that when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah-Nissi. For he said, because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will make war with Amalek from generation to generation. Amen. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. The defender of the disadvantaged. The defender of the disadvantaged of the disadvantage, which you set down your bibles and lift up your hands as we pray together as a church father we ask you right now that you would move in this house as you have been amen from the very outset of this service god i pray that you would touch this word and i pray that it would be a blessing to each and to every life i pray that we would get a a revelation of a little more about how you are and who you are god we're praying that you would open up our hearts Open up our ears to receive the word of the Lord in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Let's clap our hands unto him one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments here today. Amen. The defender of the disadvantaged. Our text here today starts with this phrase then came amalek i want to help us understand how we got to this point the bible lets us know that the lord brought israel out of egypt with a mighty hand it meant it was a mighty outstretched hand of god that did for them what in 430 years they could not do for themselves amen I want to remind us here today that if we can get the hand of God working in our life, it does not matter what is against us. If God be before us, there is no one and nothing that can stand against us. Somebody give him praise here today. Hallelujah. It was with this mighty outstretched hand that God gave them an advantage over Pharaoh. Amen. God said, I'm doing this that I... Might get glory over Pharaoh that he would know that I am the Lord. These people that were slaves for 430 years, they had lived at a disadvantage. Amen. But God wanted to start changing it and flipping the table over and giving them what they did not have before. One plague after another, you find that God. Is, is turning the tables on the adversary. Man, he's giving these people that did not have the advantage. They were at a disadvantage. He is giving them one advantage at a time. Amen. He is performing these many miracles so that when they come out of Egypt, they don't come out and only get so far. I want you to know that God does not make deals with the devil. He doesn't make discounts. He's not allowing uh, there to be a partial deliverance. Amen. He's not allowing, for to be a temporary deliverance. When God delivers, he brings them all the way out. Somebody give him praise if you know that to be true. I want you to know that when God delivers, he does it right. The Bible says whom the Son sets free is free indeed amen you can you can you can go to the bank and you can get a deed for your freedom you can let them know that i have it under control that god has completely delivered me there is there is nothing there that is inhibiting me there's nothing that's stopping me from living in my freedom amen egypt can try to say that they still own me but when god delivers me i come all the way out amen I want you to see how Israel's seeing this. Miracle after miracle after miracle, these people are watching their God open doors of opportunity. They even make it to the way of the Red Sea, and here they are. They're blocked, and they can't get forward. It it, it is impossible. They can't go past it. They can't go backwards. Amen. They can't go to the left or to the right. And here God, as we just sang about it, uh, Amen, begins to make a way where there seems to be no way. Uh, He opens up the Red Sea, and if that were not enough, uh, the Bible says they passed through on dry ground. Amen. God got rid of the moisture in the mud so there'd be no trace of Egypt on their life. There would be no part of their past that would follow them. Amen. It's not in my notes here today, but I might as well tell you that when you get baptized, there is no residue of your past. Amen. I wish somebody would get excited. Uh, Amen. The Bible says all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become as new. Uh, There's no dust on your feet uh, from where you've walked. There is no mud clinging to your life. Uh, When God sets you free, he really sets you free. Uh, When God sets you free, you don't need a 12-step program. Uh, When God sets you free, you walk on dry ground all the way over to the other side. Somebody clap your hands. And give him a shout of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Man, he brings them all the way out. No mud on their shoes. They're dry ground. They get all the way across. If that was not enough, God proves another point. Uh, amen. I can make a way, but not only can I make a way, I can deliver you completely. Uh, and the Bible says that God took all of Pharaoh and his armies and washed them in the Red Sea. Drowned them. The Bible says that as they got out there trying to chase down, because that's how the devil works. Uh, you try to get away, but he's going to try to chase you down. And, and as they tried try to get away as he's chasing them through the Red Sea the Bible says in one translation that God bent the wheels of the chariots, amen, it wasn't so that he would slow them down from getting to Egypt. It was so he could stop them from turning around and running when the water came back down on top of them, amen. God was saying, I've got your enemies right where I want them. I brought them all the way out here, and I trapped them here. See, what liberated Israel, amen, was a trap for Egypt, amen, at a moment when they thought they were at a disadvantage, Standing at the Red Sea, amen. Standing in front of impossibility. God said, This is not a disadvantage for you. This is about to turn around. Oh, somebody give him praise. What is a disadvantage now is about to be your greatest advantage. <laughs> Brings the Red Sea on top of them. I want you to imagine for a moment, as many of us can. Those high moments in God, those watermark moments where you are standing on top of a mountain peak and it looks like nothing could ever go wrong. Has anybody ever been there? Amen. If you haven't been there, you're going to be there eventually. Hallelujah might take a little while, but you'll get to a moment where you, my goodness, look at every miracle. Oh my! In fact, this happened to a lot of us when we first got saved. Amen. Can I talk to some new converts for a moment? When you first get saved, it's like God parts the clouds and every blessing rains down from heaven. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, uh, this can't get bad. This is only going to get better. And you're right. It's only going to get better. And, and there can never be anything ever go wrong uh, after what I just received in that altar call that Sunday afternoon and you got this high that's higher than you've ever had. You got this joy unspeakable and full of glory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You came to church and and you might have showed up broken and busted but when you come out you came out with a mighty hand. There's no residue on your life and you're excited. Man, this is where they're at. They're living on this high. Oh my goodness. It's just everything's always going to work out. But New convert, let me help you. Bible says they came to some bitter waters (laughs) hey you live for God for any length of time you're gonna come to some bitter moments and sometimes it's a bitter reality that life happens sometimes we think man we live so spiritual so far we're we already in heaven amen we have, we're already in heaven and then we stub our toe down here on earth and it reminds us amen what kind of world we live in and so here they are they come to bitter waters and, and they can't drink it because it's only making them sick and, and they're trying to figure out what's going on and they, they they complain to Moses and they murmur and say it's your fault you brought us out here to die they go from this high mountain point amen all the way down to a low low valley and they're thinking what, what was the purpose of delivering me what was the purpose of parting the Red Sea what was the purpose of, of bringing me all the way out here I'm just gonna die of this poisonous water and can you believe what God does he makes it right he shows him I, I still am the God of miracles can I help somebody here today that even amen when you go from the mountain peak to the low point God's still God Hey, hallelujah. It's not as fun to know him in those moments, but, but I want you to know he's just as much God when, amen, it seems like everything's going for you as he is God when it seems like everything and everybody's against you. Hallelujah. And they get to that point, and, man, they're just back on the mountaintop. Praise God, we're excited. Look at this, we're, we're back to, man, drinking 12 pools of water. The Bible says he provided for them, one for every tribe. And then they, they travel a little bit and, you know, water only satisfies for so long they get hungry. And they start telling Moses, you brought us out here to starve to death. And they immediately start murmuring and complaining. It's only been about two and a half months they've been saved. And they're already experiencing the highs and lows of life. And what is this? You brought us out here to die and and they complain, and, and, and Moses prays. See, that's really the difference. Moses understands that complaining ain't fix nothing. I just need to hit my knees and pray. And when I pray, God answers. Bible says when Moses prayed, he showed him a tree that would fix bitter waters. The Bible says that when Moses prayed, manna fell from heaven. The Bible says that when Moses prayed, amen, water came out of a rock. What am I here to tell you today? Amen. There's sometimes we think there's a way to get what we need. Amen. But the real way to get what we need is to hit our knees and pray and cry out to God. Amen. Some of us want to have moments where a, a life where it's never ups and downs. Amen. But even the doctor will tell you a flat line on the heart rate monitor means you're dead. Uh, life is full of ups and downs, and that's that's a heartbeat. That means you're going to keep on living. And and they are just now experiencing this. It's oh my goodness, we got out of Egypt, and oh we're thirsty, and and oh we're we're doing great. God provided, and boom, now we're back down low. Uh, amen. And, and it seems like we're going to starve to death, but then God provides. And they're back up on the mountaintop And then we find ourselves a position Where now they're thirsty again And you're going to see this All the way through the book of Exodus Seems like such simple things That we take for granted We just go grab a bottle of water But they can't do that And the Bible says God brings water out of a rock And he calls it Meribah You know why he calls it that? Because the people started asking this question Is the Lord with us or not? Has anybody ever asked that question? Is God with me or not? And this is a moment God wanted to teach them. Amen, this is no longer a question you need to ask. Amen, I was with you all the way in Egypt. I was there, well, 430 years, and you didn't know what was happening, but I was watching you. I heard every prayer. I caught every tear. Amen, is God with you? Amen, I was there in every one of the ten plagues. I was working it out where your disadvantage would get you to an advantage. I was there at the Red Sea, and I parted it. Amen, it was a dark night. It was a cold night you didn't think it was going to work out I was there when the water collapsed back down on Pharaoh is God with us or not I was there when you made it to bitter waters and you didn't think you were going to survive that season of your life but I made it sweeter than it's ever been is God with us or not I was there when you were hungry and you ran out of the bread in your are needing trials from Egypt and I sent you bread from heaven amen is God with us or not amen I didn't bring it from a pool of water I it from a rock that was beaten, uh, and that rock the Bible tells us uh, was Jesus Christ. Uh, What is he telling them? Uh, It's no longer to question uh, when you're going up and then down, up and then down. Is God with us or not? Uh, Settle it in your heart. uh, Make it a fact that you know uh, that whether it's up or down, uh, God is with me. Uh, Whether it's good or bad, God is with me. Uh, Whether I feel him or not, God is with me. Uh, I don't have to question it any longer. Oh, somebody give him praise come on somebody praise him for a moment there's people here today been asking that question is God with me settle it in your mind God was with me then and God is with me now and he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you oh somebody lift up your hands so let's magnify him here today oh come on let's pray for just a moment Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Is God with me? Yes, God's with you. You don't need a question anymore. Let your feelings lie to you. If God said he was with you, he'd be with you. He said, Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Amen. Even if the whole world collapses and everything folds up, I want you to know that God is still there. Amen. They go from this moment to where now they live a little while and they've gone from this high place of God getting water from a rock. And then we get to our text. Then came Amalek. I want you to think about this for a moment. Amalek, the Bible says this. In Deuteronomy, it recounts a story. He said, remember Amalek and how he came when you were weak. Hallelujah. Remember Amalek when he took and slew all the feeble and the weak among you. Now, I want to I help us understand this correctly. The Bible lets us know that when they left Egypt, they came with a mighty hand. The Bible tells us there was no weak or feeble among them. There was nobody. In fact, God was such a strong deliverer that even if they were sick when they left Egypt, they were healed. Even if they were having issues, they no longer had issues. Amen. Even if they were broke when they left Egypt, the Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians. There was no weak. There was no feeble. There was no weary among them. But they lived for God for a minute. Hey, hallelujah and they go through the ups and the downs and now there's some weak and feeble among them and Amalek shows up. Then came Amalek can I talk about your adversary for a moment Our adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And as a lion, he always goes for those that are straggling and those that are struggling. And he always goes after those that are weak and those that are feeble and those that are weary. And Amalek, you watch him all the way through the Bible. Amalek shows up at every Every point, amen, where Israel is weak. Amalek shows up as a descendant of Esau. Every time his brother Jacob's weak, he shows up ready to take him out. Every time that Saul, amen, gets weak, you find Amalek showing up. Amen. You find this pattern through the Bible, and it's letting us know we have an adversary that is watching us. Amen. As long as it looks like God's raining down man of from heaven uh, he stays back uh, as long as God's parting red seas and you're excited uh, God stays back or the devil stays back uh, amen and he doesn't want to fight you he doesn't want met- to mess with you but the moment you hit a low point uh, and the moment uh, amen that you get to this place called Rephidim Rephidim means rest amen they lived for God there was none we feeble or weak among them until they finally go through this up and down of their Christian existence and finally they just think to themselves we just need to get a little rest anybody ever been there you just need a break you feel like your head's being pushed underwater and you just need a little bit of air I'm going to tell you where Amalek shows up it's when you're gasping for air he shows up and says now's the moment to finish him off and he pushes you back down under it's in moments he never shows up when you have the advantage. He never shows up when you got it all together. He shows up, amen, when you just got through suffering. He shows up, amen, when you just gone through the fire. He shows up just so he can hold you down a little longer. That old snake, the devil, is looking around for people, and he's finding those, amen, that have just come and said, man, if I could just get a break, if I could just get a little rest, amen, and the devil says, I'm not given you any rest. God's the one that gives rest, not the devil. Can I preach to somebody? Amen. You just came to the house of God. This is why some people, it's such a challenge to get to church because the devil knows if you get to the house of God, you're going to find a place of rest. He don't want you to get a rest. He doesn't want your faith to be encouraged. He doesn't want your resolve to get a little stronger or your neck get a little stiffer. He wants to keep holding you back and holding you down. So he does everything in his power to stop you from resting at Rephidim. But I want to help somebody here today. The devil didn't realize that when you catch me at a disadvantage, I've got a God that defends me. You caught me in a moment of weakness, but I've got a God that says, when you're weak, then am I strong. I wish somebody would shout and give him praise. See, you thought you got me at a disadvantage, but the trick's on you. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him and give God praise. Give God the glory. Come on, let's praise him for a moment. Oh, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says they're thirsty. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They lack. They don't have. They lose out. They miss out on the bread that they had when they brought it from Egypt. They're out of rations. Look what we don't have. We're now disadvantaged. And then came Amalek. He waited until they were weak. Don't tell me that he wasn't watching Israel come up out of Egypt. Oh, yeah, he was watching. He was watching, but he also was watching what God was doing. And then when it looked, amen, to his his, his eye that, that God seemingly had disappeared and the people were frustrated and worn down and weary and feeble. He didn't even come and face them in the front. Amen. And come as a frontal assault. The Bible says he came behind them and started finding all of the stragglers and cutting them down one by one. I want to tell you the devil doesn't fight fair. I don't think we should either. The ad- Your soul will use every trick, every trap, every tactic that he can to cut you down when you are at your lowest point. I want to help somebody here today. They were weak. They were disadvantaged. They were thirsty. They were hungry. They were confused. They were asking the question, is God with us or not? And then Amalek showed up. And Amalek said, all right. Now's my moment. But Moses made a decision. I'm at a disadvantage. And I can let him come behind and take out all the stragglers. Or I can do what I've done every time up until this point. He told Joshua, Joshua, we're going to face this problem. See, it wants to act like it's just behind and it's not that big of a deal. Uh, He said, we're going to turn and we're going to face our problem. Hallelujah. Don't run from your problems. Uh, Face your problems. Uh, Well, I'm disadvantaged. I've got this and I don't think I can because of what I lack. Uh, Amen. And don't focus on what you lack. Uh, Don't focus on where you're disadvantaged. If you can get up to a higher vantage point, if you can find a talk, if you can find a moment and talk with Jesus and tell him all about your problems. If you can begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord, wherever you are weak, he said, I am strong. Wherever you're disadvantaged, God said, I got a perfect formula to turn disadvantaged people to advantaged people. I got the right, I can take those that are blind and cause them to see i can take those that are dead and raise them to life i can take those that are lost and cause them to be found they might have started off at a disadvantage but by the time i get done with them i'm gonna turn this all around on their enemy somebody shout unto the lord Somebody shout. Somebody give God praise this afternoon. Devil, this might look like a disadvantage, but you just enacted the defender. This might look like a disadvantage, but I'm about to lift up a banner that's called Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my defender. I'm about to lift up a praise that lets you know I'm not fighting this battle by myself. Oh, somebody give him praise. Somebody shout. Moses said, we're going to turn and face this. We're going to turn and face this. Amen. The enemy's trying to come by and, and take out all of our weaknesses. Can I help us here today? Don't, don't ignore your disadvantage. Don't ignore your deficiencies. Don't ignore your weaknesses. That's exactly what the devil wants to do, and he'll always play on your weaknesses. Mm. You know what insecure people do? <laughs> we're out here. Let's do it. Insecure people, they like to to paint up like they don't have any insecurities. What they just did is revealed all their insecurities. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And they want to put on a show, but the truth is they're not. Amen. And and, and and here we are. Amen. There's there's two options. One, I could just act like Amalek's not bothering me. And I can act like this is not really a deal. And this is not really an issue. It's just behind me. Amen. The, the past is in the past. Let it go. Amen. The best thing you could ever do is say, I'm going to turn around. And with the help of God, we're going to fight this thing. I recognize I'm weak in some areas. So instead of ignoring it and hoping it goes away, I want to help you here today. Avoidance is not a solution. And to avoid your problems is not to get the problems to go away. The best thing you could ever do and the quickest way to get through your storm and through your problems is to go headlong into it. Face the problem. Face the insecurity. Face the deficiency. Face the disadvantage. And say, God, with your help, I'm gonna do this with your help. I'm gonna get through this with your help. I'm gonna have victory. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Let's pray for a moment. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm preaching to many people in the building right now. Just turn around and say, all right, uh, I'm not running no more. I'm I'm not running away from it. I'm running right into it. Hey, man, I'm going to face this thing. I'm going to face this disadvantage. I'm going to face this deficiency. I'm going to face this insecurity. I'm going to face this failure. I'm going to face this mistake. I'm going to say, yes, it was me. Yes, I did it. But with the help of God, I'm going to get through it. Got up the mountain, he said, Joshua, you're going to go down and fight, yeah, because there's high times and low times, it doesn't matter if it's up on top or down, I'm going to fight, amen, hallelujah, It's, it's not about whether you're disadvantaged or not, it's not about whether you are disadvantaged, it's whether or not you're willing to work with it, well, I can't because, can't never could, you know when people say I can't, you know what they're really saying, I won't. Well, if there's one phrase I I wish we could remove from our vocabulary, it's can't. Can't. The truth is we need to replace it with will not. (laughs) I can't live for God. No, 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 no. No, can't is ignoring personal responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't is, is saying, I've got some deficiencies and I've got, some, I've got some, uh, 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 some, some disadvantages against me. And so therefore, because of external circumstances, uh, I can't. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Hallelujah. But what it really is, is we've determined I won't. And when we have said, I can't, we are taking our willpower out of it. I can't face that. There's no way I could ever, and we use all these phrases. What we're telling ourselves is that this is no longer possible. There's no chance. There's no hope. Amen. Because I've got a disadvantage, somehow it means I automatically lose. But I could tell you all day, people that are disadvantaged win all the time. Hallelujah! People that are disadvantaged aren't disqualified. People that are disadvantaged doesn't mean that they lose. Amen. People that quit lose. People that throw in the towel lose. But people that are disadvantaged but will face it and say, I will. I will face this. I will get back up. I will overcome. I will serve the Lord. I will bless the Lord. When you enact your will, what you're saying is, God by your help I'll do everything in my power disadvantage and all a little too short to do it a little too weak to do it but I'll give it my all and I'll try my best I might be disadvantaged but I'm not disqualified from what I'm facing God can help me and where I'm deficient God can make me sufficient and where I am disadvantaged God can lift me up and give me the advantage over my enemies where I'm weak with the help of God if I will say I will face this. I will have strength that I did not have. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, let's pray in this house. Come on, somebody needs to enact their will here today. I will face it, I will face it, I will face it in the name of Jesus. Moses said, We were we will face this. I know we're not ready. I I want to help you understand how disadvantaged they were. These were slaves that were being attacked by an army. These were farmers being attacked by an army. These were builders that were being attacked by an army. They had never been in a battle. They had not had the experience that the other people had, hallelujah. They did not have, and they could list, amen, from here to heaven, all the things they did not have. They're hungry, they're thirsty, we don't have it. That's exactly why Amalek showed up, and they're looking at all the things they can do, or if I could put it, won't want to do, amen, all the things they don't have, and they're listening from here to heaven, amen, but it's not about what you don't have, it's about saying, okay, God, can you work with what I do have? I know how to pray, I know how to lift my hands, Moses, and Moses goes up the mountain and says, we're not equipped for this battle, we're not experienced for this battle, but But we know that if we can get God on our side, what we don't have no longer matters. Where we're disadvantaged no longer matters. Where we're deficient no longer matters because God is the one that defends those that are weak. God is the God that defends those that are at a disadvantage. God is the God that defends those that don't have. They learn something about their enemy in this moment. He takes advantage of the disadvantage. That's how the devil works. You get yourself to a difficult position and watch the devil break loose in your life. Hallelujah. This is why we are on the mountaintop, it seems like nothing can touch you. Take on hell with a squirt gun. Praise God. But you get to a low point point. the devil shows up and says, Well, I don't think God loves you. And you start questioning the most basic things that you know about God. But Moses said, no, i got to go up a little higher. I'm going up a mountain. And he said, I'm going to get beyond where I am. He says he goes up on top of this mountain. And he says, all right, let's get this battle going. Let's face what what, what, what we're going through. Amen. And, And Moses says, you know what, God, I'm not doing this by myself. And he lifts up his hands. And he begins to magnify God. And the Bible says that as long as he lifted up his hands. Amen what was a disadvantage of Israel became their advantage what they weren't able to do they were able to do they learned about their enemy though when Moses got tired all of a sudden you watch the tide of battle change oh no Joshua's losing oh no Abimelech's getting stronger oh no what do we see we learned something about the enemy He takes advantage of your disadvantages. Uh Uh-huh. The devil takes advantage of your weaknesses. The devil takes advantage of your insecurities. The devil takes, he'll play on each and every one of those. And some people get, amen, they get a little tired of focusing on God. They start focusing on the battle. And they bring their hands down. They go, oh no, oh no, the devil's using that against me. And they start to lose little by little. But they learn something about God that if they can bring God into the mix they lifted Moses' hands back up and God came to the rescue and defended them where they were disadvantaged can I preach amen God is in this house right now and you're saying I don't know if I can face it as you focus on what's going on down here but God's saying don't focus on down here get your hands in the air lift up your worship, lift up your praise, and if you give him praise, you'll get an advantage where you were disadvantaged. You'll get help where you were hurt. You'll get hope where you were hopeless. You'll get saved when you felt lost. When you lift up your hands, there'll be victory where you thought you lose. When you lift up your hands and say, God, I need your help. I'm weak in that area, but if I can get God uh, to strengthen me uh, the battle is not mine uh, the battle is the Lord's let's stand across the middle lift up our hands come on somebody lift up your hands right now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to involve God in this battle. I'm going to involve God in this fight. Devil, you're right. I'm disadvantaged. But that's when you focus on me by myself. But if I can get God in the mix, where you thought I would lose, I am victorious. Where you thought you'd take me out, I'm about to win the greatest victory I've ever had. Somebody praise him. Somebody pray in the house of God. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Amen, he's saying, if you could get your eyes off what's going on down there. Amen, I know you feel a little weak right now, but lift your hands back up. You want to keep on winning, keep your hands up. You want to keep on winning, keep your worship. If you want to keep on winning, keep your prayer life. If you want to keep on winning, keep those hands in the air and say, God, I need you to help me. Oh, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. There's folks right now that are saying, all right, okay, I will face this. I will face this with my deficiencies and all of my disadvantages and all of the areas where I feel like I don't have. But but let me help you. Don't just face it. Amen. Face it with the help of God. Face it with your hands up. Face it while you surrender to God. You're taking victory over the enemy. As you lift up your hands and surrender to Jesus, you got the devil under your feet. Moses lifted up his hands, got a little tired, put him down. The tide of battle changed. He started to focus on what's going on down here. Maybe the devil's right. Maybe it's just never going to happen. Maybe we are too weak. Hands down, just got some good friends around him why you came to church here today. Sometimes you need to get some good friends around you. You know what? If they're always telling you to quit when things get tough, they're not your friend. Hey, hallelujah. Now, now a true friend will tell you sometimes when you're doing something stupid to quit, but that's another story for another time. It's just not working. It's just not working. So they, they come by and they're like, hey, it's because it's not supposed to work. Just stop. But there's moments where when you were doing this, you were winning. And they see you start slipping. Hands come down. And they see you start losing. Losing the battle of yourself. Disadvantaged in all these areas. But you came today to church and a preacher's telling you, hey, let's get those hands back in the air. You came to church and you're sitting next to somebody saying, hey, hey, I know you lost a little bit there, but why don't you put your hands back in the air? Hey, prop them up on my shoulder. See, that's a benefit of being part of the church you come to the house of God and you feel like your hands uh, the Bible talks about lifting the hands that hang low. Uh, you got you got, you got, got a whole group of people that are saying, you know what, uh, amen, you might feel weak right now, uh, amen, but let me lend you a little bit of my strength uh, let me lift you up a little bit uh, amen, maybe you came to church head hanging down, arms hanging down amen, but you heard a little bit of worship uh, and all of a sudden it stirred something up in your spirit uh, and all of a sudden you got a little more strength uh, and the Bible says when Moses lifted his hands back up again. That's where some folks are at right now. You had your hands up. It worked for a while, but you quit. And God sent a preacher to tell you, amen, get your hands back up in the air. And when he got his hands in the air, from the morning until the night, the Bible says God gave them an advantage. God gave them victory. Well, preacher, I got disadvantage. Get your hands up. And all of a sudden, You'll have victory where there was none. You'll have hope where there was none. Amen. When you worship God, when you serve God, all your deficiencies fade away. All your de- he defends all your disadvantages. He strengthens all your weaknesses. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray here today? When you come to the house of the Lord, when you come to the altar here today, I want you to come with your hands in the air and say, God, I might have let it drop a little bit because I got focused on all of the areas. I wasn't doing X, Y, or Z. But today, I'm lifting my hands back up. Somebody Pray. When you get your hands in the air, you're saying, God, I'm bringing you back in the mix. This battle's not mine. This battle's the Lord's. Amen. God, I've been at a disadvantage. But if I can get you on my side, everywhere I was losing, I'm going to win. Where I was disadvantaged, God, you're about to turn it around for my good. You're about to help me out when I couldn't help myself. You're about to give me grace. Amen. That's sufficient.
1: Somebody pray right now. It won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't breathe. Because the God I know knows all. Come on, somebody pray
0: in your spirit get your hands up and say god i'm gonna fight again fail. i'm gonna fight again i'm gonna pray again my i'm gonna worship god, you again and watch fail. as it all turns around for my good
1: the weapon may be formed but it won't prosper when the darkness falls it won't prevail Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My on. God will Come on. Where I'm weak. Fail. He said that's where I'm
0: strongest. Where I'm weak. Oh, where you were disadvantaged. That's your greatest fail. advantage now. Huh? When you bring God in the mix. Come on, let
1: I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. dream for the